What's up, Anchor family? I'm Joe Lemon, and happy Monday. Hope you guys had a good, uh, you know, restful weekend. Hope you guys are enjoying some football and all that this week too. If you're, uh, if you, if you guys are into that type of movement, but you know, I'm in, um, I'm in Seattle right now, and uh, I'm recording this episode out the lobby, and uh, just got me thinking about how you know podcasters do the do the most weirdest things when it comes to trying to get content together. And I mean, I know people that record out of closets, you know, at midnight after the kids go to sleep or people that just kind of, you know, doing like me, if you're on the road, you're running and gunning, you, you travel for work. And so therefore you podcast wherever you can. And so here, hence I'm in Seattle doing the podcast in the lobby in the morning after my uh, morning routine. So um, with that said, I wanted, I wanted to repost my episode from the Real Value Exchange with Jay Fields. Jay Fields is a really good guy, man. He's a sports agent and he's uh, pushing the boundaries of just trying to do do that business totally different. A big thing that's happening in the sports industry is the fact that a lot of people have, uh, you know, I mean, let's be honest, they've, they've taken advantage of their clients and they're not doing what's best for the clients, doing what's best for the bottom line. And so Jay Fields is flipping that on his head. He's putting more of the investment back onto the players. And so ho- hopefully you guys uh, will enjoy this, this conversation with me and Jay Fields. What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Real Value Exchange. So today's episode is with Jay Fields, and I want to tell you how we kind of linked up. And this is this is all going to speak to the power of podcasting. Because it started off with uh, a friend of, I met Jay through a friend. We were actually working at the um, at this digital marketing conference here in, in LA, Digimarcon, and um, you know he was telling me about, he was like, man, you got a podcast, you should really talk to uh, my daughter's coach, Jay Fields. And Jay Fields is not only a coach for the, you know, for for his daughter's high school team that's ranked really high in the state, but he he also uh, is a sports agent. And I was like, okay, that's cool, because I, I work in uh, I work in sports medicine recovery, so I, I kind of I kind of work with some of the um, athletic trainers on on lots of these other pro teams. So I thought it might be some cool synergies there. I was like, all right, yeah, well, you know, let's kind of link up. So I hit Jay up on LinkedIn, got right back to me, and you know, this speaks to the power of podcasting because really, to me, is networking on steroids. And a lot of times, what happens is that when you go to a networking event, and you're like, okay, yeah, let's go exchange. Um, you know, business cards and hopefully talk and see if there's some way for us to link up. That that whole tactic still works. So I'm not I'm not hating on that. I'm not trying to put that down. But a lot of times you don't get to dive in deep. And this is where podcasting kills it to me because it's this thing called podcast guesting where you bring people on. Um, they don't have to necessarily be your clients or people in your ideal uh, profile, people that you want to sell to. But it's a way to kind of pick the brains of the people throughout your industry. And it also positions you as a thought leader, not only by association, but also by some of the jewels that you may kind of glean from it. I mean, so I got into a really good conversation with Jay um, and we just start talking about everything from sports to uh, like minded people that we know. Uh, and it just it just went down this whole rabbit hole of place that I just never would have expected it to really go. So to kind of give you some um, up insight on Jay. Jay's a sports agent, I was saying, but he takes a unique approach to it. He doesn't just kind of call on all the uh, the big name guys 
that's where that's where a lot of the people play, right? But he he targets some of the underserved areas. So he's a WNBA agent, which is a really cool approach because uh, lots of the players are underrepresented. But the, but it's a growing it's a growing market. They have steam. Uh, they just got the um, the brand new team out there in Vegas. So things are things are starting to compound in that whole um, market, as well as he targets international leagues as well as boxing, you know, and, and, and we get into all that. And so it's a really cool way that he got introduced to it. He used to play ball himself, and then he got into coaching, and then he just saw, you know, opportunities in the marketplace. And on top of that, he also talks about investing with their actual um, players. Now, this is something I didn't really realize how a lot of sports agencies work. It's more like an actual investment firm for a lot of these players if it's done properly. Now, they don't have to, but it should be about, you know, trying to make sure that they don't just, you know, get these nice checks and then throw them down the tube. You should also be able to kind of coach them along the way. And this is what Jay's doing. So Jay's really taking people under his wing, making sure that they keep their money, put it into proper investments. If they want to be risky, he can show you those. But he's more so trying to coach them into safer uh, long-term investments that will hopefully set them up to not have to uh, jump on the grind as soon as they get done, right? So really interesting conversation that we're going to have here. I want to give a quick shout out to to my show sponsor with Barbara Depta as well. Uh, Resync your core. You've probably heard her jump on a couple of these um, a couple of these episodes here, but I gotta tell you, this is something that I've been personally using, and we're not getting paid for it. Yes, there's a link in the show notes if you want to purchase it. I get a I get a small clip, you get a discount, so it's a win win there. But man, I love this product because it's just like supplementing food. And for a guy that's always traveling, I'm on the road now currently, even doing this intro, I'm recording out of a hotel room. And this is just a great way to go about getting full nutrients and just kind of being able to kind of take it with me on the go and making sure that I'm not skimming out on just some of this, you know, food that, let's be honest, means some garbage along the way. <laughs> it's just real. But that's what happens. So, you know, check out Resync Your Core. I have links down in the show notes. My episode with Barbara Depta. It's coming up soon, so you guys should be definitely checking that out, man. You guys can get some insight into why I really wanted to get behind her because I think she's on to some amazing things. So with that said, sit back and enjoy this episode with Jay Fields from NBEA Sports. So, uh, and you know what, it's probably best for me to do like this. I just want to roll right into it, so keep on telling me what, you know, how you were talking about as far as being an athlete. You yeah, so I mean, obviously it was basketball, but basketball was the number one thing. Yeah, um, I, well, and your position was what though in basketball? Uh, I actually played the one through four. Oh, uh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So you played the whole okay. I, I the played whole thing. The, I played the one through four. Uh, you know, obviously when you start getting taller and taller, um, <laughs> you know, you start kind of getting pushed down towards the the, the big boys. Of course. Um, yeah. But so for for me, uh, man, it's so crazy because like when I when I was in Cali originally the I actually <laughs> I actually you know I played some sports but I actually grew up playing you know pretty much skateboarding oh really you know, that's that's just the, the common thing in Cali that's you know? the whole culture though yeah. the, you, you got to skateboard you got to surf or you know BMX so yeah um, and then I kind of transitioned a little bit more to you know I still play basketball stuff you know uh you know played flag football you know baseball whatnot but you know obviously when I went back east and started getting taller and stuff like that you know I started to develop a little bit more you know passion for yeah. basketball so and then you know I started experiencing other sports when I went to high school uh, ran track 
I did a high jump, did a four by four, did a four hundred, did the hurdles. Jeez. Um, did that my sophomore and junior year, and then um, just started more so trying to transition a little bit more to to basketball because I, I was getting recruited. Okay, I wasn't super you know super heavy. You know, I had like Chattanooga. You okay. know, I had some sm- some smaller schools, Liberty University and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Liberty. But um, I like Tennessee, right? I didn't think Liberty's out of Tennessee. Uh, Liberty's out of Virginia. Virginia, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Um, but from there, man, it was just, you know, like I said, didn't have the grades, you know, uh, more so didn't have the grades because my first two years of high school, I was an idiot, man. Like, What were you doing, bro? I mean, man, because, <laughs> I mean, because look, though, man, like, I'm only asking because I can really relate to this, though, you know what I mean? Like, skipping class. Yeah, skipping class, thought I was the man, you know. Yeah, I was man. this six foot one, you know, uh, uh, skinny, you know, weight. As what? I mean, hold on, you were like. You were like six one as like a, what? As a freshman in high as school. As freshman? Yeah, six oh, one, six right. two. So you know, I'm sure everybody was, everybody was probably looking at you like. Well, I mean, it, it was that plus because you know my sister was already in high school, so okay. it was just like, all right, well, you, you know, your your younger brother's coming in here, and I thought I was a man, bro. Like I of was, course. you know, I had some you know some upperclassmen, you know, females that were like you know you know pressing the issue and whatnot, juniors, <laughs> seniors, and you know, um, and uh, it's crazy, man. So with all that, man, with 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 you know really being a bonehead you know our first couple of years in high school to you know transitioning from Tennessee to North Carolina and then um you know I had a crazy aunt man that was just I mean she'll she would call me the n-word with the er at the end like oh, wow. she didn't even care like man you're stupid and she'll just go off hardcore but I also kind of thank her for that too man because it really changed my life around like in a sense of Tough actually, love is needed, though, man. It is needed, man. Spread I can appreciate it so much more at this stage in the game, you know. But go ahead. no, no. I mean, I, I, I tough love is needed, man. I mean, it, it's it's really you know being able to show somebody you care, mm-hmm. uh, really pushing them to a direction where it's better than you know. Because I mean, you're talking about I barely passed. I don't even know how I passed my freshman year. Yeah, like I barely got passed and, and went to my 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 <laughs> sophomore year, but. You know, I kind of turned my life around after I left Tennessee and, uh, you know, it's me and my mom and living with, you know, her cousin and her family. And, you know, I actually got an honor roll. I mean, I think my, my first uh, semester of my junior year, I averaged like a 3.69 okay. GPA. So a full turnaround. Yeah, a full turnaround. But yeah. the thing is. At is the that, same school? Uh, so, no, this is this is when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So I went from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Riverdale High School to uh, Garinger. Uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and then we actually moved, switched sides. Uh, we finally got our own place. Me and my mom got our own place. Went end up graduating advanced, mm-hmm. but I mean, even that that because I went to a high school in a different state, the requirements were different. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't even know. Like I was going to school in the morning. I would get off. I would run on the other side of Charlotte to take classes so I can graduate on time. Wow. Okay. But at the same time, I was playing basketball. So my mom would literally have to drive all the way back, like literally like almost 40 minutes away so I can make it to practice. Ah, so you got none but, I'm sure, none but like mad, <laughs> man, so, mad respect for your mom. But and for sure. Life. But the crazy thing is, is when I started coaching, yeah. I was on grades, man. Like, like if, really? Yeah, I was, I was tough on grades because I didn't want people to sit up and lose opportunities over grades. I mean, you're talking about numerous doors closed because you know you want to be cool you want to hang out with friends skip classes and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's what i did for the first two years of high school mm-hmm. granted you know i was going through you know some personal issues with my parents splitting i didn't understand i was young and i'm not trying to make that as an excuse you know because you know, i think i was like in eighth grade right but you know for me 
you know, when you're, when you kind of go, when you're, you know, when you're used to having, you know, at least a father figure there, like my dad, you know, my dad was my dad, you know, my dad knew how to be a dad based off of his, you know, childhood, which, you know, wasn't the greatest, but, you know, he did the best that he could, you know, could do, you know, he loved, uh, you know, me and my sister, the best, the way he can love us. So, you know, it, it's one of those things is, it's like when, when you're kind of, you know, as a, as a, as a male, you need that father figure day in and day out, like, and, and really not just tough love father figure, but really somebody to be like, Hey son, like you're my guy. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So, yeah. so, you know, when I started getting, when I got into coaching, man, you know, I started to see that. And I was, I was coaching majority women, you know, I was coaching high school girls, but also coach, you know, AAU basketball for on, on both male and female. And it's crazy that like you, like you said earlier, just the you know, the small world, mm-hmm. you start to see the exact same things in certain people that the you patterns. went through. It's the exact same pattern. You yeah. know, obviously, you know, it's minorities. Most of them are minorities. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, bro, I got you. You know, like you need to understand like the path you're taking, mm-hmm. it's not even good. Like straight no bueno. Like it's it's bad. Yeah. So let's get on this path and stuff like that. So for me to see guys like Drew, you know, my guy, uh, kid that I coach, Bugs, you know, he's playing at, you know, University of Hawaii. So, you know, I got another kid that's playing, um, I think he's playing baseball now. Uh, I got, you know, players that, you know, even female players that, you know, end up going to college, graduating college, playing basketball in college. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them even try to go overseas. It's just cool to see the growth from when they were 13 years old. To you know, even players now twenty two, twenty three years old, and it's just like, yeah, that's cool. Especially knowing that you just did it because you had a passion for it, not looking for you know a handout. If you know about high school coaching, ain't no money there. Yeah, I was about to say, you really, you really <laughs> don't get, you really don't get the proper amount of uh, love there, man. And, and you know, it's one of those things too, where it's like, I think that the kids uh, need to hear from younger people as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, um, the people that would be like, look, I've been there. They were like they were like mad old. You're like, yeah. I mean, there was like no. At least yeah. once I was cut up, there was like no relationship. Like, like nah. <laughs> like no way you were comfortable. I was cut up. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And so you, and so for the most part, you didn't even know how to kind of translate what they were giving you over. Correct. But you're about how old now, Jay? I'm uh, just turned thirty. So no, okay. I, I, I mean, so you having that conversation with them goes way different. I'm, I'm sure. Correct. Man, so dude, I gotta welcome to the podcast, man. I mean, I I mean we were just talking though, man. That I'm with Jay Fields, and and you know, it was one of those type of meetups where um, I went to this actual marketing event. Uh, big ups to David, and David was there as well. We were both volunteering because I was like, I'm not paying two thousand dollars for this ticket. I'll go volunteer though. I got some time. I can go help out for a little bit. Yeah. David was doing the same, and David was like, Look, man, I see what you're up to. I was telling everybody about the whole podcast, and people were kind of, you know. It was getting some pretty good buzz there. And uh, Dave was like, man, you got to talk to my guy, Jay. Jay used to coach my daughter. And so, um, man, I'm just glad that you were able to kind of come yeah. through so quick. And, you know, I have to say, it says a lot about the person's character. Whenever it was like, hey, you know, because it was like really random. I was like, hey, yeah. David, just let me get his contact. I'll hit him up. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, uh, you know, Dave was like, all right, he's on LinkedIn. I was like, all right, let's ping him. But you got back to me faster than when I was trying to hit you. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, you know, Jay's up to something. Let's yeah. see what's going on. I mean, I it's just, it's just one of those things. I was curious what you got going on, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm always like that. Like, you know, especially when you're, you know, African-American male, you know, uh, you, just African-American person, period. It's just mm-hmm. to be able to see somebody 
out there grinding and stuff. So I was just curious. I had to I had to find out, man. You Appreciate know, that, man. Dave, Dave, Dave is a good guy, man. So for for him to be like, hey, Jay, you know, because he, he he you know inboxed me. He's like, hey, you know, I need you to talk to this guy, man. You got some stuff going on. I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to find out. I mean, man. I mean, man. So you know, I mean. Pretty much, I'm just trying to talk about what other people have going on for the most yeah. part, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was checking you out as well, and it's one of those things where you have this own, I mean, you have this sports marketing agency that you're really trying to blow up these yeah. days, right? Yeah. Why'd you choose to go with the W, you know, NBA type of route more so than kind of just sticking with the, you know, uh, males only? Um, probably because when I started coaching, it was pretty much mostly mostly females. Um, okay. You know, I coached, you know, I, I volunteered with – it was back in like 2007, 2008, uh, at the YMCA for like the junior little Lakers or whatnot. Okay, they, they were guys, you know, they were all guys. Yeah. And uh, I decided I wanted to kind of get into high school coaching back in like 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it just so happened I didn't really know how to really get into all that, but you know, I fell onto a website which was CIF, you know, coaches dot dot com or dot org. Yep. And I saw an opening for like an assistant coach at Lakewood High School. And it was girls. I was like, eh, whatever. It's basketball. You know, I don't. You know, I don't really discriminate based off of gender. It's basketball to me. Of course, basketball is basketball. Yep. So, you know, I applied for it, got it. You know, and it's funny because, uh, like, man, that guy, the, the head coach, Dan, man, we're best friends now. We're like brothers, man. Oh, really? Yeah, we've known each other since 2011. We're like brothers, man. And it's so funny because he always clowns me because <laughs> I didn't know how to come to the interview, man. I came suited and booted, man. I didn't, I didn't, you know, he he's in basketball shorts and stuff like that. We're in a coffee. He has a little whistle around his, his neck, and I'm in a three-piece suit. Like, <laughs> Hey, man, but look, though, but look, you know, man, man, look. I was always raised to believe that I don't care what you're trying to go for, Correct. garbage man, you know what I mean, Correct. president, you show up just kind of ready to roll, you know Correct. what I mean? Correct. I mean, because it obviously worked out for you, though, right? It did. Yeah, it just did. impressing the worst. It panned out, and it, yeah. and it went from, you know, coaching, you know, uh, you, you know, young adults and teaching them, you know, about basketball and life to, you know, just kind of realizing that I was more a business person. I've always been like a business mind person. Sure. Uh, even back when I was living in Jonesboro and had kind of like my own little lawnmower service going on. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cutting, cutting grass for 20 bucks, man. Uh, that man. was a deal back then, though, too. You man. know, it's so crazy. I'll it's never, still a deal right I now. will never forget that gig because I was able to purchase my first Sega Dreamcast. This is when Sega oh. Dreamcast first hit the market. Oh, that's, yeah. 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 So that's it, legit, though. It was, man. It was. Dreamcast. Man. Oh, man. I remember Dreamcast. Hey, yeah, yeah. you remember 2K when it first came? Of course. Come on, man. It, of course, man. So I had I was to get trapped it. inside once that happened. Yeah, man. I had yeah. to get it. So yeah. uh, were you going like door to door? So you know, when I lived in Jonesboro, we yeah. had we were living in a subdivision. So okay. St. Andrews subdivision. There was probably like a hundred houses, mm-hmm. and you can work the angles. Yeah, I went door to door, and I was like, "Hey, twenty bucks." You know, you you know, you got like a football field yard. Like I got my sit down lawnmower. Twenty bucks, let me get in. And oh, you had to sit down too. I had to sit oh, down. So it was yeah, a, man. You it know, was a mega hustle. To get you, know, you know how Georgia is, man. Of you got 50, 50 million mile acre uh, backyard and front yard. So it's too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I had to sit my sit down and went around. So I mean, I just took like you know because I had that mindset back when I was like 11, 12 years old. I was like, I love basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coaching is getting harder because the generation is changing. Um, you know the, uh, the the attention span is is, is a little bit you know, shorter now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, more and more you know youth are not wanting to work harder. And uh, you know I was just like you know what I'm a business guy. I love basketball. I love sports. I would like to you know kind of eventually transition out of this. But for me, I was thinking more so you know being a GM or something like that for a team mm-hmm. and. And got to the point where I knew a lot of people coming out of college 
that were like, hey, Jay, do you know any agents? Do you know any coaches overseas? Do you know anything? And I was like, you know what? I actually do know, you know some people. And you know how it is. It's not just about who you know. It's just who, who you know who they know as well. 100%, yeah. Um, so, you know, I made a few phone calls, got them connected with some agents or some coaches overseas. And, and uh, you know, a really good buddy of mine who, you know, passed away a few years back, Wendell was like, Jay, you need to start your own company. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, bro, I don't know what to do, man. Like, he's like, Google it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing for anything nowadays. You know, not to start, do something, Google it. It's so crazy, I, dog. Yeah. I Googled it, and, and here we are today, man. Uh, I started really working as far as, uh, you know, I really started working as an agent back in 2015, but I started to do some, you know, trying to form the business and company back in 2014, trying to bring in people and stuff like that. So, you know, started with one client, uh, Sabrina, back in 2015. Okay. We're at like 30 clients, you know, three years later. That's awesome. Um, got about four agents now. Um, you know, so we have, you know, a staff of about five, five people, and we're really trying to create a service that's needed, and that's... <laughs> You know, not only the business aspect, but also the caring aspect as well. It goes hand in hand. A lot of, you know, unfortunately, agents and agencies out there, it's all about money for them, which I get. Business is business. Sure, sure. But they're also human beings as well. So. Man, man, you know what? I feel like that landscape is is definitely shifting because people are, just to kind of be frank, people are being exposed mm -hmm. who don't, who, I mean, who are just about a buck. I mean, everybody understands their rest to eat and have Correct, to, 100%. Have to have bills to pay and everything else. and. But it's one of those type of plays where um, I think, you know, people also want to know that they want to partner with people that are actually doing what's in their best interest. Correct. 100%. You know? So, That's facts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, so how is it changing, I guess, with the whole, like, landscape once, once it comes to running an actual agency? Um, I mean, the industry is for sure changing. Um, you know, you, 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 you have your, your, your heavy hitters um, for sure. Um, so you got your heavy hitters, obviously, and then you got, you know, your smaller agencies, stuff like that. But I think what it is is that uh, more and more people that are, you know, slowly but surely getting into the actual industry itself, they're really trying to go on the, you know, helping a player uh, side of things instead mm -hmm. of strictly straight straight all about you know money and you're you know this athlete's a statistical number we're going to make this amount of money before they fire us that type of thing so uh, the shift is for sure happening but it's also happening with you know certain players like you know regardless if you look at football i'm not too sure about on the football side but prime name comes to to mind is lebron james of course you know lebron james went from the biggest firm caa mm -hmm. uh, and put his boy on you know rich paul and now they have clutch sports and they're killing the game now you yeah. have a african-american male in a you know majority jewish and white industry mm -hmm. killing the game and when you see certain stuff like that, then it's it's a domino effect. So you you see big baller brand Lavar, yep. uh, you see you know even what Carmelo Anthony does, you know outside of just you know I, granted he's still with CAA, but you know investing more the way that Dwayne Wade moves, the way that a lot of people are moving now is completely different how it was twenty thirty years ago. Mm -hmm. You know back then it was strictly about playing basketball, making money, playing basketball, making money, and then you know obviously blowing it for the most part. Nowadays. It's a little bit more investing and moving a certain way to be successful outside of basketball <laughs> or sports in general. So, because that platform is there and it's kind of there for the taking, that's that's the direction that we're going. We're trying to be the next CA. We're trying to be the next Octagon. You know, it's not really trying. We will get there. It's just obviously it's going to take time. But of course. it's really just planting the seeds. You know, moving methodically and 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 swiftly. 
to get to that point, honestly. Man, man, you know what? So especially when you see so many players coming up with their own personal branding mm -hmm. and, and just how important that is these days. Correct. Like, what's some things that you think agencies should be doing or what's some opportunities that you see just kind of for yourself, I guess, to kind of really help players um, boost themselves, I guess? Maximize your client's full potential and on the court and off the court, regardless of if it's baseball player, basketball player, football player, track. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Even you know, prime example, really quickly. Yeah. And it's still you know based off of the the, the the subject is even the comment that Asia Wilson mentioned in regards to you know the WNBA and players not getting paid as much as you know the, the NBA guys. Right. But you got to be able to you know the, their agents have to help maximize their ability on and off the court. You know, Asia Wilson is an attractive young lady that could be doing that could get into some modeling stuff. Mm -hmm. Granted, I, you know, we understand there's a pay gap. We, we get that, but still trying to find ways to maximize. The issue is, is that sometimes it takes a while. Mm -hmm. That could be a year, two years, three years. Most agents don't want to do that for free. So because they're not getting, because they're not capitalizing on it quickly, or because that that client may be you know number 150 out of 100 you know out of 200 yeah then they're kind of being pushed you know back and and all all that player is going to focus on is just the contract and even then sometimes the contract is not even that big because the agent may that may have or may not necessarily fully engage in the negotiation because they have other clients that they have to focus on so yeah. it's all about maximizing i mean we we try our hardest to figure out ways to maximize you know i have a, a client right now rookie she played at University of Cincinnati, and not only are we trying to get her endorsement deals. Now she's not a WNBA player, okay, but she has a good following on Instagram. We all know social media is huge. Killing. You know what I mean? So if you get if you get random people to, you know, have certain followings and making money off of off Instagram, why can't you do that with athletes? That's even better because they're actually you know they're in the circuit, they're they're in the work you know in the entertainment world or what have you. Hundred percent. So that's what we're that's what we really pride ourselves on is is finding ways to generate more money than just a regular contract. It doesn't matter if they're you know a first round draft pick or nobody's ever heard of them. If we can get them a basketball contract and maximize their their potential on and off the court, it's a win win for everybody. I just feel like, man, people have so many different sides, too, you know I mean? Because, like, I mean, even though, of course, they're going to be really good at basketball if they're working with you guys, but they might also like fishing or they might also like, you know, yeah. numerous other things like painting or anything, right? Correct. And those are all aspects that could probably be leveraged on, like, you know, Correct. other platforms. And, and the biggest thing, even with that, there are people that may want to establish a fishing company, right. you know what I mean, <laughs> or, or, or what have you. So, you know, it's it's – Again, we're talking about maximizing full potential on and off the court. We're talking about, you know, financial education, putting in with our financial advisors, you know, the, the groups that we work with. Um, and like That's I, a big deal these days, too, though. It is. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Like, Talk you know, about it, uh, I'm not too, you know, fully thorough about Antoine Walker's career. Mm. But I, I, from the stories that I've heard, Antoine Walker was under contract with Boston Celtics and was still technically bankrupt. Yeah, that makes to me that makes no sense because I want to say his contract was something like 108 million, 154, I believe. Yeah, see, yeah. So I mean, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. under contract and still technically you have no money. Now again, I, I'm not sure that's a, if the, those stories are true, but yeah. there are stories that are like that, right? Where people have money coming in, but technically it's still going out because they're bankrupt. They blow money, you know, on this. They blow money on that, but it's because. You know, some of the guys that I've talked to that, that were former NBA guys, their agents didn't put with them with financial advice. Their agents didn't do this. They didn't do that. 
And that's what we can't, you know, that's what we don't do. Right. We make sure that we try to set you up as fully as possible with every single different instru- instrument that you possibly can. Now, it's up to you to utilize it. We're not, we can't, you know, we can't force you. Can't you can't force them. Yeah, yeah, right, no, right. But you have access to attorneys. You have access to financial advisors. You have access to, you know, us, you know, in regards to understanding your contract. We owe a read through your contract, understand your contract, understand the terms. You have questions, let's get on to set up a conference call. Let's go on it. Let's break this stuff down. Some people be signing contracts, they have no clue what they're signing. Of course. You know, so when, when they turn around and, and, and it's like, oh man, I thought it was, no, read your contract. This is what we try to tell you. So, uh, and then the biggest, biggest thing that, that I pride uh, myself on and really make sure that all my agents focus on is post retirement. Hmm. Like, that is huge. Like, I have a client, Randy Brown, University of New Orleans. She wants to get in real estate. And I'm also in real estate myself. Okay, well, once we settle you with your basketball stuff, let's talk real estate. Mm-hmm. Let's let's figure out how to network. Let's try to figure out what you're trying to do. If you're trying to be an investor. You're trying to be a real estate agent. What is it that you're trying to do? Let's figure that out now. Oh, but I'm 21. And? What does right. that mean? You, so you're telling me you can't get more, you know, some revenue stream coming over, some passive income coming over here right. because you're an athlete? That means nothing. Let's start setting that stuff up now. So that's what we really pride ourselves on. I mean, hands down, I would say basketball is a little bit better to me when it comes to having contracts um, than, like, some other sports out there. But, 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 but still, you know, getting people started in, like, tasting and, like, testing mm-hmm. what they're into because it's a process, right? I of mean, course. it's not one of those things where you just kind of come out the gate and you're like, oh, yeah, 100% real estate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been doing, like, this for how long now as far as, like, real estate that is? Uh, man, I started working for an investment firm since 2011. We did real estate then, so since 2011. Oh, wow, okay. So are you more on the um, residential side or more on the actual I'm more, commercial? I'm more on the multifamily commercial multifamily. side. Okay, yeah. commercial investments. I got you. And so, man, I mean, like, I mean, it, it is totally one of those processes that a lot of people think that they want to get into something and it's going to drop and happen immediately. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's more of this, uh, it's a good way to say, exploration type of mode mm-hmm. that you have to go through. So that's really cool that you're kind of getting all your players, like, up on game of that now. Yeah, you got to, man. I mean, yeah. it, the thing is, is you know, uh, no matter if they're a big time NBA, WNBA, NFL, or baseball player, yeah. you know, or, or you know, a player that plays overseas, a lot of them think they're going to play forever. It's not possible, right? Right. You know, so you know, even currently, it's guy, great to have that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I got clients now that are pushing towards that thirty mark, and it's like, hey, you know, like I, we, we've been talking about financial advisors for the past three, four, or five years. Yeah, we've been talking about you know post retirement for X amount of. Years. Like, we have to get this going. Man, you know what? Why do you think basketball is growing so big overseas? Why do you think it's catching the way it is? Because it seems like it's, I mean, it seems like it's catching all over, man. I mean, based off the stats I'm seeing. Uh, I mean, basketball is, is, is an enjoyable <clears throat> sport. It's something that both, you know, it doesn't matter the gender you can play. It doesn't matter the age you can play. You can play outside. You can play inside. You know, you can just be in your garage dribbling a basketball, um, you know. But at the same time, uh, the NBA really pushes it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they really invest a lot of money hard. Um, the contracts are great if you do make it to the league, um, you know, and it's entertaining. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is the NBA supports a lot of things that the athletes do, regardless of that certain, you know, you know, uh, the the you know the whole you know BLM movement that was going on you know a couple of years back mm-hmm. uh, I guess that's still going on I'm not sure but you know the the voices that a lot of these athletes have uh, really kind of uh, you know voiced 
they they kind of backed him, you know, for the most part. Now, I'm not saying they backed every single thing they say, but they really backed him. So when people see stuff like that, like, hey, man, you guys are really building this brand, you're backing your athletes, blah, 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 I like that. If you look yeah. at the NFL, con- there's no guaranteed contracts. None. It's crazy, um, man. You know, if, if a player says something that, you know, the majority owners are, you know, older, white, you know, men. Sure. They dislike, like, I mean, you look at a Kaepernick situation, people don't fully understand Kaepernick's situation, mm-hmm. you know, but understand that, you know, if you understand it, then you understand that what he's saying is is valid. And because it's valid, then you should back him. NBA backed LeBron, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Melo when they had that, you know, when they, I think it was the ESPYs Awards they were on or whatever, and they made that, you know, that speech. Yeah. NFL pretty much, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, pretty much ran Kaepernick out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you have stuff like that and then you look at baseball, you know, a lot of people think baseball is boring. It, it, basketball is just is, is really growing. Um, the other biggest sport is soccer. I don't know why it's not catching on in America. You know, it, yeah. it's really weird, be, weird because to me, and I think for most people, soccer is probably the world sport. Oh, it is, 100%. You know? Yeah. So um, The whole world stops for the whole, like... The World Cup, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the World Cup, um, yeah, it's a wrap. And then you got your second sport, which is, you know, basketball. NFL was at that, that, that peak, but like I said, again, there's so many moving parts that the NFL uh, organization does not do that mm-hmm. really hurts them. So, you know, you know, one of the thoughts I have with that is the fact that there's only but so many uh, big name basketball players. Mm-hmm. And even what you see what's happening with the whole like big three. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying it's going to catch. I'm not sure how it's going to play out. But I mean, it is something that has started up mm-hmm. where, you know, it seems like it's doing OK. I mean, I'm not sure what those actual numbers look like, but it kind of puts pressure on the actual you know league to say, all right, listen, at least, you know, to right. the players. Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, so as far as like bringing on more and more players, just trying to actually grow them, what's the looking at going overseas? What's that process like? Because I'm kind of, I'm like just totally like in the whole dark with that. Yeah. The, I mean, the process is, I mean, <clears throat> there are teams and leagues all over the world. A, right. lot of, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you got your, your big time leagues, like, you know, uh, even on both sides, you know, male and female, Russia, Turkey, you know, China, mm-hmm. you know, great money uh, in those places. You, you got, you know, all throughout Europe has leagues. You know, Greece has leagues. Canada Italy. has their league, right? Canada has their own league. I'm not too sure, too familiar with the women's side, but I'm very versed on the men's side, the NBL Canada. Um, but, you know, it's just really, you know, really reach out to the teams, um, you know, really selling your clients the best way that you can possibly sell your clients in regards to, like, okay, what a position are you guys looking for? What budget are you guys, you know, what budget do you guys have? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so is it really set up to where you have to reach out to the teams and yeah. you're trying to get them? Okay, got oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the only oh, way. Oh, so you're, like, really, like, yeah, in the trenches with these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I got yeah, you. you. You really got to, like, you really got to, you know, scrap and, and get, you know, do some work. I mean, yeah. that sometimes it can be. You know, going through a different agent or, or agency, establishing partners that may mm-hmm. have those relationships within those countries. Like we have on the women's side, I believe we have three three partners on the women's side, three partners on the guys' side, uh, spread all throughout Europe. And with that, you know, we go through either them or we go directly to the teams. But oh. it's it's countless of hours, days, weeks, months, and years really building that network base uh, to the point where, where teams start to trust you directly and things like that, and and really trying to uh, sell your clients 
to them that this is the reason why you should take this person. This is the reason why you should pay this person this amount of dollars. Let's talk bonuses. Let's talk this. But, you know, for the most part, you know, it's tax-free overseas. You know, overseas. A lot of players don't realize once you go overseas, come back to the States, you do have to, you know, claim taxes for federally. Um, that's just, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. But even outside of that, you know, you're, you, usually players are well taken care of overseas. Meals, room and board, and shared cars, things like that. And you everything's know, paid for, for. I mean, yeah, it's kind of for sure. the most part, just for, based off a little bit I've for heard. For sure, it. for yeah. sure. So, I mean, everything's nice taken, care of, ter- taken care of. And, it, and if you're in a good situation, if you're a big time name, mm-hmm. like you look at guys like Stefan Marbury, Stefan Marbury went from the NBA to the China. He's the man of the I mean, too. the dude's making what, like $4 million a, a year yeah. uh, per season. Um, you know, it, it's it could be really good, even overseas. I know everybody's goal is to. WNBA, NBA, we get it, but right. you can still be the man or, or the one man, you know, overseas and, and, and still make some good money. Are you finding more and more of your players willing to go out overseas now or is it, or is it something where they're still kind of hesitant and they really want to stay You stay, know, I mean, for the most part, a lot of uh, majority of our clients are overseas type players. Okay. Um, now, we do have some players that, you know, should be in the WNBA, probably should be in the NBA, but kind of get overlooked. That's the politics that kind of comes into play. Uh, we do have some clients that just like, hey, I just want to play overseas. I don't. I don't care about the politics. Keep it simple. I want to make some good money. I want to be able to take care of my family, uh, grow my name, build my resume, and, and call it quits when, I, when I'm t- when, you know when it's time to call it quits. So, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, you know, you know that's 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 the next goal is really trying to push more towards the NBA side of things. Really going after bigger names, higher draft picks. Um, obviously, that's going to come with you know certain things that we have to do uh, as an agency, as a firm. Um, and then eventually, you know, branch off and bring on different NFL agents and, you know, MLB agents. Um, we're also trying to spend into boxing and things like that. So, oh, wow. Uh, we, again, you know, like, like I said earlier, when, when I said we're trying to be the next CAA, that's – You really want to push for it. Yeah. You want sure. it. 100%. Man you, man, you know what? So, I mean, obviously, I mean, like um, – going to other sports are going to be big obviously Correct. but what's some of the things that maybe you guys are trying to line up right now if you don't mind trying to share some of your secret sauce yeah uh, I mean right now um, you know we're really trying to continue to push towards that NBA circuit okay. um, a lot more uh, we're trying to bring in uh, other agents and other you know uh, in other fields uh, that do have a Rolodex of clients, you know, that do have their own portfolio of clients. And at the same time, we're, we're working to establish, uh, like I mentioned earlier, our wealth management division. So our wealth management division will uh, interact with our current clients. It's all in-house. So, so. we will be 100% one-stop shop for, for everything that you need, from accounting to attorneys to financial education to everything. But at the same time, our wealth division will <laughs> – uh, our wealth management division will have the opportunity to, you know, interact with, you know, your, your everyday people, you know, your doctors, attorneys, you know, uh, even people who need to learn uh, how to really save their money and invest their money and things like that. So we're really trying to establish ourselves as a, a powerhouse, uh, um, you know, management firm in the, in the industry for sure. Man, man, you know what? So you're probably, uh, you're probably grinding right now then, man. Don't sleep, man. Talk about it, man. I mean, because... <laughs> I totally see the ring on your hand, though, man. So, oh, I mean, man. Are you on the road a lot? I mean, uh, man, during recruiting, how's it look for you? Yeah, yeah during yeah. recruiting period, for sure, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's you know, the recruiting period is in between. Is it going on right now? I mean, with the whole no, summer league? Is it, uh, is it, for, is it, for, is it us, set up? for us, the NBA summer league, you know, unfortunately right now is, is not, you know, really valid right now. We don't we don't have those clients. Uh, but for recruiting, man, when we're, when we're targeting certain players, going to games, you know, talking to parents, stuff like that, you know, we're, we're probably gone between – 
January and, and, and April, mid, mid-April. So Oh, so you're on the road just hitting yeah, it hard yeah, like yeah, January. Yeah, for the, sure. The first quarter is like all year. First quarter, uh, for sure, all us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, started April for sure. Like uh, even this year, I mean, I was on the road for almost three weeks straight. It's don't get me wrong. It's fun, of course, but it takes a toll on you. After a while, you start missing your family. You know, your, I get your, it. Your, your child, and and it's like, all right, I'm ready to go home <laughs> type, yeah. type situation. But yeah, I mean, we we're in one city uh, for two days, in another city for two days. You know, day in and day out. So yeah, that's pretty cool though, man. You know what? Um, I'm on the road a decent amount, not like that, but I mean, I travel like every other week for work type stuff. But it's but you know what? Once you're gone. Like a week straight, yeah. give it that ten days, you know what I mean, and then all the rooms start looking the same. You know, all, all those yeah. hotel rooms, everything's getting small. Like, yeah, you know, bigger. Yeah, everything starts to kind of close in on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's man. Be tough. And then you know, time zone, man. You go if you're going from one time zone to another time zone, jet lag, and it's 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 crazy. And then you know, you really, especially for us, like we're very personable. Yeah, you know, we we you know we we had. Um, one recruiting trip to uh, University uh, uh, of Tulane or Tulane University. Yep. Uh, Up there, like know, in we Ohio. Were, yeah. Yeah. We were, oh, in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, I'm back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we were recruiting, uh, you know, their star player Kobe Morgan, who we, you know, eventually signed. But you know, we're very personal. We we like to be next to the family. We want to be able to enjoy the family, get them to know us, uh, to to really make sure they understand we really care because we really do. I mean, there's to to me, man. There's no point of being passionate about something you do. If you don't care at the same time, yeah. And as crazy as that sounds, like how can you be passionate and, and, and not care? You can. You can be excited about what you do, but at the same time, like eh, whatever. You know, it, it, if I make money, great. Whatever. I I love the industry that I'm in, but eh, whatever. So it, it's, I see it's it all the time. It, it's, it's it's so easy to just kind of go through the motions, though. Yeah, right? for yeah, sure, for yeah. sure. You might you might you know love you might be passionate about the, you know like hey yeah man I love blah 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 blah. But at the same time, it's like yeah whatever. If I get the deal done, whatever. Right. So for us, like we're very personable. Uh, we really want the best for all of our clients. We actually want the best. You know, really, really want the best for players that don't even sign with us. It's like it's hey, dope. even if you go with this person, I do hope that you do. You know, they do what they say that they're gonna do because you know. A lot of people talk, you know. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of, you know, especially in this industry. So many promises that are broken. Yeah. Um, and and I've dealt with this so many times. I have players hit me up months down the road, like, hey, you know, I fired like two agents already. Like, <laughs> you think you can work with me again? Like, you know, and it's because, you know, people lie. Like, uh, I'll never forget this guy. I played at Hampton University. I was, you know, we we're going after him hard, uh, point guard. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess his mom was, you know, uh, and you know. When, when you have an African American mother, you know they they get the excited. Yeah. yeah, they get yeah, excited when there. they start hearing some stuff. So you know the yeah. mom, you know, they, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna take care of your son. We're gonna get some NBA workouts. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Yeah, it never happened. Fired that person. Went with another person. Fired that person. So how hard is it to get your players an actual workout though? I mean, is that something where it's like. Is that an easy task, or is that something that's kind of like it depends who the player is? Of course, yeah. yeah you know, the yeah. player if the player actually had a semi decent season, you can get them. You know, you can get some. You know, your players a workout. Um, Gets you know, looks pretty easy for sure. So I mean, like especially on the WNBA side, you know, I, I, I'm pretty versed with, with you know some head coaches and assistant coaches, and and you know we we've had players bounce you know in and out of WNBA with training camp. WNBA is hard. It's twelve teams, twelve man rosters. You got an influx every year of like 500 plus girls that are trying to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, be a WNBA player. But uh, it's also very political too. You know, there's a lot of, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies type things behind the scenes. And, and you, you know, you really have to 
work your way to get into that circle. If you get into that circle, then then you know you, you're pretty good. But if you got the right player, the player has a good name. Yeah, you, should, you definitely can be able to get a workout. You're in there. Okay. All right. That makes sense, man. I mean, you know, so, and the fact that you're looking at getting into boxing as well is really interesting to me because um, boxing is one of those sports that I feel like is back on the come up, man. I mean, it is. You, you know, I, I mean, you're finding more and more, you know, heavyweights are back for the most part. Mm-hmm. They were like quiet for the longest, too. Wilder, man. Yeah, man. The dude's crazy. I mean, <laughs> Legit, <laughs> he's crazy. Man. I legit want to eat your face, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of his fights, man. I'm just like, hey. I don't even want to be in the ring with that guy, man. I, I mean, man. So nah, I'm, nah, nah, I'm all good off that. <laughs> Especially at this age, maybe at like 19, yeah. 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once I was feeling a little bit more uh, spontaneous, but yeah. nah, nah, no way. But um, how do you go about finding boxes? You know days. what? I don't even know. That's that's my business partner. That's that's yeah, okay. that's, that's something he's he's uh, you know because everything seems so underground with that as well. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Lots of networking, local gym type place. For sure, local gyms. I've talked to a few <clears throat> trainers out here in LA. Uh, mm-hmm. My business partner is actually in Dallas, Texas. And, okay. And, um, you know, he that's something that you know we we talked about, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I got a lot of people, you know, kind of like in my Rolodex that, that I'm going to start keeping an eye on and working on getting my business, you know, my, my boxing license and stuff like that." So. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's actively uh, pursuing that, man. So you know, it's it's, it's definitely uh, it's definitely pretty interesting because you know I actually when I when I was growing up I watched you know all sports, but I really who was your boxing. favorite boxer growing up, man? Man, Lennox Lewis. Oh, okay, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Man. He had that reach, man. Yeah, that reach was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Lennox Lewis was was the man. I mean, you know, I I can't go back as far as Ali. You know, that's way. Oh, yeah, me, sure, sure, sure. Lennox Lewis, Roy, uh, Roy Jones, uh, definitely those two for sure. I mean, no no disrespect to Floyd, but. Those guys, those were my guys, man. Well, you know what was cool about him is that he was quiet too, though. He wasn't a talker. You talking about Linux? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. He just came in and Simple. did work. <laughs> Very simplistic. <laughs> knock you out. He came that, in and did work. That's Hit it. Hit you with that long jab mm-hmm. that you couldn't touch. Six four, I remember six, him. Five. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I mean, man. Um, I remember him just you know bobbing Tyson nonstop, yeah. man. And I was pulling for Tyson each time, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not gonna happen." <laughs> you know, it was one of those fights where you're like, "I hope something does happen." Here, no. but yeah, he never got on the inside on him. Tyson's the man too, man. Look, mm-hmm. you know, the thing about Tyson, he, you just don't know. Tyson's like Artest, Ron Artest. You just don't know what you're gonna get. Man. You never know every single time. But he, he definitely was the man too, for sure. You know, what's so funny. He was. I mean, I feel like with like both of them, so that's a really good like, um, you know, um, you know, head to head right there because it's both of them. I feel like had this place where they were very consistent yeah. in their lives yeah. and then there was a little switch that happened yeah. whenever like Ron just went right into those stands then he Versus was like Detroit, yeah. yeah I mean after that you were like you didn't know what you were going to get after that but prior to that he was just like a hard worker right yeah. I mean I mean I'm sure like back in the, you know I'm sure he was still doing some work elsewhere but it never really kind of came out on the court that way yeah. he just played hard and then once he went to the stands, you were like, you're not sure what's going to happen next. Man, <laughs> different animal, man. Right? Yeah. Ever since you, when you change your name to Metal World Peace, dude, yeah, you, man. you know you're a different person. Man, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. like, don't, don't come beat me up, man. But, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's an interesting character, man. For totally sure. flipped it, man. For sure, man. I mean, well, Jay, man, you know what? I, I really do have to thank you just for coming on the show, man. I really sure. want to stay like in like touch. I want to see how I can help. You know, with anything that you're doing with your players or sure. any way that we can try to support, please let me know, man. Yeah. But um, but man, so what's next for your whole agency like this year? What's something that you would like? Really uh, this on? year, we're definitely working to establish our wealth management side of our our, okay. our, our firm, and and we're really working to uh, bring in also the necessary funding because we're really trying to target. 
uh, bigger agents that have have clients. We're also really trying to be a player in the NBA circuit. So, you know, we're working. You know, we're working trying to talk to some investors and, and you know, kind of give them an opportunity to to invest in the company and show them, you know, the, the potential. Right. Uh, where where you know a lot of these sports agencies that are players in the game, what they're making because there's way, millions and millions of dollars involved. So, um, and especially because the. Um, you know the legal of, of gambling now, and a lot of these you know industries are, are going to be. You know, How does that affect you, by the way? By, by the way, man, that's a positive thing, man. Contract, really, contracts go up, more money. More oh, money. sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like I know the NBA is going to be heavily involved as far as taking a percentage, which means the player association is going to. They be, take a percentage of, of all the gambling that's involved. It's legal since they since the federal courts legalized it. Yeah. Oh wow. So because of that, NBA is going to want a percentage. WNBA is probably going to win percentage NFL, MLB, but, you know, the Player Association is going to come involved. Of course. Um, once the Player Association come involved, contracts are going to go up, contracts goes up, more money for everybody. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's going nice to be play. It's gonna be interesting, man. This is, this is like the time. Like, this is, you know, it's kind of like that, that, that you know, the Facebook time right now. The, yeah. The start of. Uh, That's uh, something uh, big's happening. Something big for sure, man. Huh. Yeah, that's, in all honesty, you know, just, just, it, it's, it's. This is the time, man. Like you know, if you're if you're an investor, if you ever love sports, this is like the the bread time for sure. That's really interesting, man. Really cool too, man. Because you know you don't get the, you, you really don't have a lot of moments like this. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about like you know overall like uh, a lot of industries is being disrupted. Yeah. Media is the exact same way. TV's kind of dying. Yeah. Everybody's really watching. It. Everybody's on Netflix, and so yeah, yeah, it's a sure. great time to be a part of an actual platform type thing, sure. right? For sure. Really, really cool, man. Well. Well, Jay, you got to tell everybody how to find you so they can try to connect, man. Yeah, right now you can go to, uh, if you, you know, ever want to contact us, you can go to, uh, you can email us at info at nveasports.com. Uh, it's N as in Nancy, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, A as in Alpha, sports.com. Um, our website is also www.nveasports.com. Uh, currently we're working on it, so, you know, shoot us an email. And, uh, yeah, for so- sure. Man, Jay, again, much appreciated, brother. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for doing this, bro. Thanks, man. Appreciate the time. Thanks. Hey, guys, I want to thank you so much for staying tuned in to this station, The Real Value Exchange. Please go on your platforms wherever you consume these episodes and leave it a, leave it a star if you're on iTunes. Give it a heart uh, if you're on uh, SoundCloud or whatever, whatever your platform is is and you know be sure to leave a comment too it really helps me get the word out helps boost my actual rankings throughout those platforms so more people can kind of find out about the podcast so guys thank you thank you thank you for doing that in advance and if you have any comments for me feel free to hit me up at joealexlemon.work that's the website or any social media platform joealexlemon until next time you guys be phenomenal